Hey, it's Monica Johnson. And I'm Pierce Lewis. And welcome back to this month's installation of OSHA Monthly. How are you doing, Pierce? I'm doing okay. I'm tired, but you know, we gotta get through it. All the jobs and stress and all that stuff about senior year. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. So moving on to our first topic, um, we're going to be on this segment of the podcast, we are going to be talking about more of the serious topics that have been going on since quarantine started and just recently as well. Uh, obviously, we'll be talking about COVID because why wouldn't we be talking about COVID? I mean, it's worldwide, Mr. Worldwide here. And then we'll be going on to, we'll talk about the fires of California. All right. So to start off with the fires, uh, I think we all heard that it was a a pyrotechnic device at a gender reveal party. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, honestly. Yeah, seriously. It's like weird. Who in their right mind, like, thinks of doing that? Like, I'm not too sure where it was, but um, I'm pretty, like, obviously it was in a forest of some sort where there was a lot of brush. It's like, how do you not be mindful of your surroundings at that point? Exactly. I'm, I'm, I just feel bad for the baby who will live like 10 years into the future, who will look this up and see that their family started like a big, massive like fire in California. They didn't obviously start all the fires in California, but they started a, a fire in California. A massive fire, yeah. And yeah, of yeah. course, because of, because of climate change, our fires have been yeah, getting yeah. progressively worse and our, our heat wave, especially recently. I think what's really interesting about it is the woman who started gender reveal parties in the first place, like, was like had the, had the first one and started the trend, um, is so heavily speaking out against the whole thing now because she has a oh, yeah. gender nonconforming child, uh, which is so interesting. Yeah, um, especially like, and especially all the damage that so many of them have caused in the past with like oh, big displays sure. and. You know, honestly, how kind of bad they are for the environment. It is just crazy in general. Like, I didn't even think about how it started off as a trend. Like, I just, not until recently, I basically just thought, like, people have been doing it since, like, like 20 or 30 years ago. But it makes sense now that it was started as a trend, and especially becoming more recent. I can see her reasoning behind the um, ending of it, or the so we're not promoting gender reveal parties or something right especially when uh lots more a lot of more people are um like rejecting the gender binary and um you know stuff like that anyways on to black lives matter protests as we know after george floyd's death on may 25th 2020 we've had nationwide protests uh, for the black lives matter movement and for police reform and defunding of the police. Unless you've been living under a rock, literally, you probably know about this. And it's not just nationwide. I feel like... like yeah, it, it, it went months. global with it's protests like in Germany. Like, all throughout Europe. There were police brutality protests for different reasons in Hong okay. Kong last year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, right. These um, but it, it's, it's, it's crazy, because it's, it's been a huge problem, and it's a number of countries, oh, yeah, and yeah. especially for Black Americans, uh, with I don't know, just just off the top of my head, Eric Garner, Breonna Taylor, Michael Brown, Ahmed Arbery, 
Richard Brooks. Um, but yeah, just yeah, and and it's it's just first of all, the police probably shouldn't be killing anyone, honestly. Oh. Um, yeah, sure. And the fact they they disproportionately kill black people is. Oh, I read this article in um, from Pew Research Center, which says support for Black Lives Matter has decreased since June, um, which is really interesting to me, considering all the protests that are continuously going on in places like Portland or Los Angeles. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and just metropolitan areas in general. And you said that like support for Black Lives Matter. Has yeah. Died down so there. according to this. According to this, all adults had a 67% support in June 2020 for the Black Lives Matter movement. But as of September 2020, it's gone down to 55%. And I'm going to be honest, I feel like a, ma a majority of that is going to be because some people were bandwagoning onto this trend of supporting it. Like, I feel like there's like those people who post about it like just once on Instagram. Right. Or not the, even the, black, the Blackout Tuesday Yeah, trend. the Black Square. Yeah. I feel like that was the dumbest trend. Like, not to put hate onto any of this, but I feel like that just never didn't do anything. Like, you could have signed a petition. You could have signed a government petition if, because there's some people who believe that petitions don't actually work. But if you're signing Absolutely. a government Absolutely. Like petition, the, the Breonna Taylor one that... Yeah, 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 yeah. And so if you're signing a government petition, you're going to be making a change rather than just some change.org. Change.org, right. And donating to like, change.org is yeah, kind of sketchy now because they make sure you're take doing a majority your of the profits. Yeah. Just do your research and make sure you're donating and um, doing good to the right places and to the right people, especially in this time of need where everybody's being affected by everything right now. Yeah, absolutely. It really brings up the point of performative activism which is um, a term to, to imply surface level activism, such as people who only post on social media or post when things get popular um, or talk about it when it gets popular, but then abandon uh, their activism after it stops trending. Um, and I, I realize uh, that's, that's a large part of what the Black Lives Matter movement was before, with, especially with white Americans um, oh, yeah, for sure. showing their support on their social medias and celebrities and whatnot and and um, not continuing to donate their time and services, uh, which has been really interesting to witness, especially with um, our peers at OSHA, too. Yeah. But yeah, you, it, it's, yeah, yeah. it just gives you the opportunity to notice. Uh, it seems that people are real activists from those who do it for the trend. Uh, yeah, anyways, definitely. continuing on, uh, um, COVID. Is, oh, isn't it? Didn't we just surpass like two hundred thousand deaths or something? Yeah. Or we're approaching two hundred thousand deaths. I just saw something about that. Yeah. So as of now, we've reached about two hundred thousand deaths yeah. from COVID. There are nine hundred sixty-three thousand worldwide deaths from COVID. And as of now, 200,000 of them have come from the U.S. That's like 22, roughly 22% of deaths. But yeah, that's roughly 22% of deaths have come from, of COVID, have come from the U.S. 
and it's crazy to think about how much we're impacted today especially since we're still you know in um quarantine and how like months ago it was just like oh we're gonna take two weeks off of spring break like i was super excited because i got to play animal crossing for like that whole two months right it was it was like our birthday week oh yeah 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 Uh, but like everything like my birthday was all canceled but I was like in the back of my mind I was like okay we're gonna go back like summer's gonna be open we could do something during summer like yeah or even we can it'll be fine once we go back to school yeah like senior year yeah our senior the, the seniors last year we're not gonna have a bad but now but now being, we're even unsure if we'll have a second semester at this point oh yeah and they talk about going back but let's be real cases I mean, cases are going down, or daily cases are. Yeah, but but they're they're, they're honestly honestly poor. Yeah. Um, like, but yeah, we are we are we as the we as a country are the are the the global outlier as far as um, global northern countries go. Oh yeah. Considering sure. we had an absurd amount of deaths compared to other countries. Well, wait, I'm just gonna look up. And even like places like in Australia, I know that people are going back to school already. They had a total of 14 total cases for today. That's insane. Like they just had a spike recently. Like they got a, like a few hundred, like they, their max was like, according to this Google, chart now i don't know where this google this google chart says it comes from wikipedia again take this with a grain of salt but um if we're comparing it to other google charts of different countries right such as taiwan taiwan who only had seven coronavirus deaths and even germany who only had nine thousand four hundred and eighty one yeah and and a lot of nations are going back to school normally and going about their normal lives, even in China right now, where this whole thing's kind of started originated from. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy to see other countries doing better than, than the U.S. Even the uh, right. So I I've never been so jealous yeah. to go back to school. Yeah, and it's it's just crazy. This whole thing's crazy. No one could have predicted this for like no one could have predicted like what was gonna happen, how long it's gonna take. We could be still in uh quarantine for like another year or so. We could still be wearing masks for the next two years or so. Right. I read something in Scientific American where it said COVID where it said things might not go back to normal for the next two to three years. And even with Anthony Fauci saying we might not go back to normal till next September, considering even if best case scenario, they create a vaccine by December, they're going to have to manufacture that. They're going to have to manufacture that vaccine uh, and then distribute it to people and people have to oh, yeah. get the vaccine. And of course, a large number of people don't, 
don't want to get vaccinated already. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's a lot of people with the mentality that vaccination creates autism. And it's been obviously like multiple scientific. Obviously disproven, but yeah, but still, I mean, there's nothing, no COVID vaccine yet. So we can't like say it does, not saying it does cause autism, but like it could be unsafe. Like, what if it doesn't work? Like, considering like Americans don't want to wear, don't want to wear masks or social distance. And I think we've seen that a lot with our our OSHA peers, even. Yeah, because it's just important to do your part and to follow stuff like that. Absolutely. Like, even if masks don't work, you're just wearing a piece of cloth on your face. And honestly, they make me feel so much better about myself because they hide hide acne and stuff. Yeah, I I completely understand. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes um, they do look stylish, though. Yeah, exactly. It's, I know in, in a lot of countries, such as, in a lot of Asian countries, it's like a fashion, it's a way oh, of yeah, expressing yeah. yourself through fashion, with your mask. I know, I know you and I have been social distancing, which is why we're doing this podcast over Zoom. Uh, virtually, yeah. <laughs> and in Discord. It's really interesting to see um, some people we know still having parties, um, despite CDC direction or direction from health officials. But yeah, just wear your mask, try not to see people, and if you do, social distance. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. And I think that's going to be it for today's, or this segment of the podcast. Um, This podcast, hopefully there's some new viewers coming in, because there's always new people coming in to OSHA every year, obviously. And hopefully, if you are new, you're not too, like, bummed out or something i don't know i guess you wouldn't be i don't know if you're bummed or out, bored with us yet yeah don't worry we have some funny content but yeah we'll keep stay tuned for osha radio anyways uh we're gonna pass it off to julian reagan right now we're gonna talk about osha instagram accounts and after that we have an exclusive interview with senior representative candidates elias napoleon and eric Ferrafino. so stay tuned for that Hey guys, uh, my name is Reagan. And my name is Julia. And today we're going to be talking about different OSHA Instagram accounts. And the ones we're going to be focusing on are not like club accounts or like things that are like officially associated with OSHA or like conservatory accounts. We're talking about like the accounts made by students that are like that they decide that they needed to. Like it wasn't associated with OSHA at all. It's not like any official OSHA account. So just they're like just legal statement they are not associated with OSHA officially yeah they're just made by students who go to OSHA mm-hmm. um so the first one we're going to be talking about is diverse diversify your narrative OSHA so their bio just says all OSHA related people needed um diversify our narrative is a student-led initiative that targets California school boards to explain to expand curriculum with diverse and anti-racist text, so join us. So they have um, a TikTok account, it looks like, and their following is pretty big. It has almost 600 followers. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we can just start talking about that. They 
I like this account. I actually kind of, I actually kind of love it. <laughs> it's really like educational. It's like, okay, so like I scroll through my For You page a lot and I see a lot of like infographic stuff, especially nowadays about like, you know, just random things like uh, Black Lives Matter or about like California wildfires or about like random things. And like the infographics they make are so pretty. I love that they're all like their color is like green. It's really pretty. Yeah, no, it looks really good. And I think that it's, very informative and like it's actually something that's helpful and useful yeah Uh, like you'll see like some of the instagram accounts we get into are just not it but like they're like i love what they're doing they're like using their platform to actually like encourage good things yeah for sure and i also think it's nice that it's like i feel like um i i don't know how to say it it's not like it's non-biased but it's also not like it's opinionated like post there's nothing opinionated about it except for the fact that these people want change yeah. um in the school system yeah it's definitely you can definitely tell they're about education rather than like here's our opinion and then we don't really care what you have to say about it like, they definitely like are like focused on educating people about different things like they have posts that are about like hindu roots of pop culture mindfulness like something i would never even think to like look up or like get do any research on i think it's really interesting yeah for sure and also the amount of resources that that they give um if you look at their link tree they have a bunch of things that you can um contribute to they have a gofundme um for jacob blake um and just different things that you can be a part of um there's petitions there um gofundmes so just things that are actually helpful not only educating people but giving um kind of like a connector from student to like resource because I feel like a lot of people will say that they don't know what to do or they don't know how to help but this is just very direct just like here it is click the link and it's all done for you you know Mm -hmm. and like it's so inclusive but also just like it's very, like, I like the interaction they have with people who follow their account. Like, they have these, like, testimon- this testimonial posts that's, like, tell us about a time you felt included and represented in a classroom curriculum, which is also a good, like, thing to, to ask or, like, you know, because I feel like a lot of people, like, a lot of OSHA students like to just rag on OSHA, and they don't actually, like, propose any way to, like, fix it. But, like, I like that they're saying, like, you know, they're actually, like, good things at OSHA. Like, people have had good experiences. Not, like, so many people just love to, like, talk about OSHA as this, like, place that's, like, not welcoming and, like, you only have, like, one opinion here at OSHA and if you don't have that opinion, it's, you're wrong. But, like, it's really not. It's very, like, inclusive, at least in in some aspects. And I like that they, like, on the positive just as much as they, like, do on the improvement aspects. I don't have anything else to add. Um, If you do... No, I think just go follow them. They're they yeah, go follow them. Give it a give it a follow and um, join the club. We both follow. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Let's talk. OSHA was also another recently created account, mm-hmm. and they so basically they said they made this account to we wanted to make this account to address some issues with classmates in a way that doesn't single out anybody and instead educates them on what they can do to be better slash take accountability and then they say you can dm them with suggestions and everything's anonymous uh yeah and i so i think that their whole thing is like well i think everybody thought that when this account came first came out that it was going to be like 
a calling out, like, like a call out account. Like, there should be a bunch of call out posts, like, calling people out, saying, don't do this, you know? But I, in my opinion, I think it evolved, like, and not even evolved, it didn't turn into that. Like, they even, yeah, not a rumor. It looks like they haven't posted in a few months. So I have a feeling that there was not anything that need, they need to talk about right now or yeah. that they just have said everything they wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but their most recent post is basically just talking about how people need to continue social distancing um, yeah. and that a lot of people have been breaking um, social distancing. Um, mm-hmm. But basically something that happened that I heard of, this is one of those rumors fly type of thing, but um, the Integrated Arts Conservatory had a huge graduation party um, and they posted photos uh, with them in a clump, like a normal, like a normal photo, basically with no mask. And basically everyone was an uproar about it. Um, and so I think that's what they are talking about on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then another one of those posts is, huh? I was saying the senior sunrise thing that was like, people were, they were saying, oh, there's no senior sunrise on the beach because yeah, thing that was planned where, like, they're, like, oh, like, we're gonna have a senior sunrise, like, come out, but, like, I think that they wanted to, they, they, they also, like, wanted to hit on, like, that when they were making, like, that specific post. Yeah, no, for sure, I, that, it's good that you bring that up, because, um, that's kind of what started this, um, segment of the podcast in the first place, was just the fact that the senior sunrise was planned by OSHA students, but it wasn't planned by OSHA leadership, and OSHA leadership students were um, associated with the event, even though it wasn't planned by them at all, it wasn't planned by OSHA, so that was kind of a big deal, because a lot of seniors went to the beach, and a lot of photos came out where people weren't social distancing or wearing masks, um, and people just, and then people who didn't go were saying that the sun doesn't even rise at the beach, and just things like that, saying that, like, it was just an excuse to, like, hang out if that makes sense yeah um I think that I well I like that they were like saying I mean maybe it's just my opinion but I I like that they were like trying to not enforce that on this account that that they were like "Mm, maybe don't go (laughs) yeah I think that there's um I don't think there was any harm done in the planning of it like I think that it wasn't the planning. It was more of the, the people that went weren't being responsible. So it's like, yeah, you know, you can't really put a label on just the Instagram account that started it. Yeah. Um, but on Let's Talk OSHA, I honestly think that it's one of the more progressive accounts um, mm-hmm. that is out because it is not a gossip account. It's not a hate account. It's just to try to talk about things that we don't really talk about um, yeah. through social media, which is um, pretty good in my opinion. Yeah, I, 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 everybody was so quick to jump on to see Let's Talk Ocean jump on and be like, this is going to be a hate account, and, like, it's in no way a hate, like, a hate account or, like, a, you know, call-out account mm-hmm. or rumors account. It's really just, it's kind of just taking issues, like, like, they have one about, like, call out your friends for using slurs, like, it's taking issues like that and bringing them to the light and, like, you know, talking about things that it's hard to address, you know, and it's, or not hard to address, but that they don't always address as, like, a student body or as, um, administration. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess this next category is more of an umbrella, but, um, 
OSHA confession accounts. So there have actually been quite a few of these that have surfaced over the years. Um, I've been going to OSHA since I was in seventh grade. And since then, I've seen quite a few. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't want to read any of the confessions um, yeah. just in case there's names or anything in there. Like, That's me. We're like, oh. We're like, yeah, exactly. Um, but basically, the, um, the bio for this account is, um, welcome to this account for all OSHA kids. It's summer. We are back. Um, they haven't posted something in over a year, so it's an inactive account, but I think we can still talk about it because um, sometime this year or next year, I'm sure another one's going to come up. Yeah. But um, basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. People are private messaging these people who are running this account, which, of course, is held anonymous. Um, and they just send in uh, confessions, basically. So some of them are pretty long. Some of them are, like, most of them are just about people they like. Mm -hmm. Um, being like, I like this person. I don't know what to do. Um, that's pretty much everything. And then, you know, it's like something to talk about. Uh, it's interesting for people to read. It has almost 600 followers, so it has a pretty good following. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is there anything you want to say about that? I mean, I think every, like, so often a new OSHA Confessions account, like, will pop up, because there are so many of them, it's unbelievable, but, like, I, I don't know if this is, like, if OSHA confession accounts are things that, I can't, it's hard to say if they should be a thing or not, because, yes, there's, like, the whole, like, anonymous aspect, which I guess makes it okay, but then it's also, like, I feel like nothing online is ever anonymous, you know? Yeah, that's the thing that is problematic about it is that um, the people who run the account have the power in this situation, and at any moment they could expose who said what. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the main problem with it is that, like, whoever runs it is just has these people's secrets in their hands, and then it's like, what if something gets out, and then, like – does that go to the school? Does it not go to the school? Because technically they're not OSHA affiliated. It's just for the students. So I think that's kind of why they can be problematic is because yeah. you are distrusting people that you don't even know with something mm -hmm. that could be personal. Yeah. So I guess like just my advice is if you see an OSHA confessions account and you know what they post, like some of them posts have so many posts, like you, you don't think that so many people would, like, DM your personal confession. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the other thing that I'm thinking is I'm, like, are these fake? Like, are these even real? Yeah. Like, I you don't know? know, but, like, I guess the general advice here is don't, just don't, just don't send your Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm looking now, and there's at least 15 or 20 accounts. Some of them don't even have any posts. Um, they just were started and never really finished. Um, there's, it looks like there's one for the class of 2023 specifically. Um, yeah. it looks like there's one just for freshmen. There's one that's called OSHA Confessions 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, it looks like most of the older ones are cleaned out or just inactive. There's nothing, there's no active ones right now, but, uh, I just wanted to bring it up because, um, that's a big category, just like OSHA gossip, um, displayed, <laughs> on Instagram anonymously just in general 
Yeah. Um, OSHA Ships was started when I was in middle school. Um, Ray, were you here in middle school? I was not here in middle school. My first year was sophomore year. Yeah. Okay, that's what I that's what I thought because I was like I feel like I would have remembered, but um, <laughs> for basically when I was in middle school, um, an OSHA this OSHA ship account was called um, OSHA Love, and I want to see if it's still up, but um, OSHA Love was basically um, an account to ship people together. Um, it looks like all the posts are still up. They're all fairly old since it was created, you know, five years ago or whatever. Um, but basically what it was, was, uh, the owner of the account just put two pictures of people together, um, whether they were in an actual photo together or they just photoshopped two people together, um, and like captioned it something funny. Like one of the question, like one of the, um, captions is integrated arts love smiley face um because both of the people weren't integrated arts um like another so one is sorry what i'm just saying it's so weird like i feel like shipping in general that's like outside of like a fictional universe is so weird <laughs> it's so weird because it's like they're real people and they're yeah, also, like, also like it's even weirder that it's our like we, it's people we know <laughs> it's like oh Exactly, exactly. And, like, I'm looking now, and um, most of these kids are the class of 2020, so almost everyone on this page has graduated. Mm -hmm. um, but, oh, just kidding. Um, one of these pictures is actually a picture of a couple that broke up. Rip. <laughs> uh, and so the caption is, look at these cute eighth graders who love each other. And it's oh, the ship God. name. And I think it's really, really uncomfortable. Um, the person's bio is the literal worst OSHA account. I'm so sorry. So it's like they know that it's like problematic and like probably a bad idea. Um, but yeah, it's, most of them are jokes, to be honest. Um, like photoshopping someone with like um, a cartoon character or someone, they people photoshopped someone next to Jesus. Like it's kind of a joke. Mm -hmm. um, but the OSHA Love accounts have pretty much died. The last post was in 2017, so... There is another uh, OSHA Ships account, and the last post was in, like, 2019, and it's, like, it's all, like, well, some of them are, like, jokes, but, like, you can tell that, like, they're meant to be jokes just based off the caption, but, like, it's a weird joke, you know? It's just, like, <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Are you talking about OSHA Ships Part 2? Yeah. Um... Yeah, honestly, you can tell it was a joke. Um, it's totally a joke, but I'm just, it's just a weird joke. It's just a weird joke because it's, like, again, like you said, we know all these people. Like, we yeah. know all these people in real life. Um, uh, but I think that the problem with OSHA ships or OSHA love, either or, is the fact that people are taken out of context and put in the public eye in a way like the accounts are um private and only OSHA students can follow but then again the people who are being posted don't know who's following like they don't yeah. get to edit who follows it so in that regard it's a little bit problematic but honestly I think um in the in like the way um these accounts work it definitely is pretty harmless um yeah like based off of my like just like being at OSHA I've never like in the grand scheme of things I've never seen any real harm come from like an OSHA ships account you know like if anything yeah. everyone laughs about it but it's like at the end of the day I just think it's like weird yeah for sure 
So the next one we're going to talk about is the highly controversial OSHA union, or as they put their name in their bio, OSHA militant student union, where they say, we, ref we refuse to spend all our time on a computer doing blank, <laughs> beep, we cannot do this alone, join us. Um, yeah, so yeah. this account is something that we honestly debated uh, talking about. Um, but the thing about OSHA Union is basically the idea that OSHA's online or distance learning system needs to change. So I guess before we start talking about it, we can kind of just go through each post. Yeah. So um, the first one here says, it's a, it's a, well, the first one I have up here is a photo of Malcolm X and they captioned it. The first great leap to not doing online school is turning off our cameras. Every day we must stretch the boundaries until the camera rule cannot be enforced. And I just want to say, why the photo of Malcolm X? I don't like it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. Um, I think it's a little, it's a little unnecessary. I mean, all of it's unnecessary, but, unnecessary. um, but I guess we can start by saying that um, it's just, uh, there's just so many things wrong. Um, so many the, things wrong. Yeah, I think the main thing with this is that it's trying to spread the idea that we should be turning our cameras off. If you guys don't know, um, I'm, I'm assuming that most people listening to this uh, go to OSHA, but if you don't, OSHA requires um, all their students to keep their cameras on when possible. Like, if there's technical difficulties, you can keep it off, obviously, but they enforce that we should have them on. Um, I know most schools um, don't enforce that. They're allowed to have their cameras off, but for OSHA, we have to have them on. So um, this is mainly just a disrespecting the rules, like, thing that they're trying to show just to prove that they don't need to do it, I guess. I don't even know what this would accomplish. Like, if everyone turned yeah. their cameras off, like, then what? Like, then what happens? Uh, yeah, that's, that's my thing. I'm like, what is the point? Like, okay, so everyone has their camera off. Like, is the teacher, like, gonna stop teaching? Probably not. Like, I don't get it. Or yeah, that's you have all thing. your cameras off, like, so what? They either, like, what are their options? They kick you from the class, they keep teaching, like, like you're not doing anything that's, like, revolutionary. Like, no one's gonna, like, you know, throw a hole. Yeah, that's it. the thing. It isn't revolutionary, and it isn't a revolution. It shouldn't be. Like, this is not something that, like, OSHA forcing us, forcing the strong word in itself. Them, like, in, like, telling us that we should have our cameras on is not a thing to control us, if that's what they think. It's just something to keep us held accountable for doing our work, and I and I think it's a, I think it's smart. Like, yeah, sometimes it gets a little annoying, but it's like, when you think about it, like you don't turn your camera off when we're in real school, you know? Yeah. Like, um, it's so, I like, I see what they're trying to do and I can already tell them it's not going to work, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing that they posted was the next step to not doing online school is leaving class early and showing up late. We must stretch the boundaries again until attendance cannot be enforced. That's the other thing that annoys me. If we were in school, you would just show up, you would walk in late, get marked tardy, you'd leave early and get a truancy or a demerit or whatever it is. Like, you can't do that in regular school, so why would you do it on distance learning? Also, yeah, on purpose. Yeah, like, that's just my question, like, like, why, like, what, 
if you can't get away with it, like, like, do you think that they're just not going to mark you absent for attendance? And then, like, what, you have so many attendance piled up, like, like, I mean, absence piled up and you like, your attendance? Like, I don't get it. Like, you come, you come to class late, you don't get marked, like, here for attendance. You leave class early, the teacher, I don't know, gives you a demerit, or you get a demerit, or whatever. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is, like, hypothetically, if everyone who was on this account, which the at the time someone took a picture of this post, it was only, it was only at seven likes, like, you know what I mean? That's the other thing. It's, like, the amount of people that are willing to go to these uh, lengths are just going to look like a handful of students who are being lazy. That's what it's going to look like, because let's say even all their followers, which is like around 50 or 60, when you spread that out amongst like the high school students, it's not enough to do anything, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, like strength in numbers, but the numbers are small. Another post is saying right now we need to organize hundreds of students and get a set of coherent demands. Once we have that, we can start doing organized mass protests until our demands are met. Mass protests. Mass protests when your post has five likes? That's your mass protest? Yeah, that's the thing. And we can't, I don't think they understand that, like, leaving Zoom early is not a form of protest. That's just and what, the, what are they protesting? Mm -hmm. Education? Like, it just annoys me because it's like, there are so many schools who during the pandemic have not received enough funding to provide education for their students. They cannot give their students basic education because they don't have the funds for it. So when people are doing things like this, I'm like, you need to appreciate the fact that we are able to go to school. We are able to get an education despite not being in school. And that's the main problem I have with this is that they're not realizing how much of a privilege it is to be able to yeah, be educated during this time. Privilege. It reeks of privilege. It's so... Mm -hmm. And, like, until our demands are met, like, what? Like... Like, I don't like, even know. Like, your demand I don't is that, like, you can turn your are. camera off. Like, that's it? That's all you want? Like, because so far I haven't seen anything else. Like, you don't want to come to class and you're, like, like that's just being truant. So your demands are you want to, you don't want to go to school. And your demands are that you want to turn your camera off. Like, you can do both of them. Yeah. No, that's a, the thing. Their demands, their demands, um, their list of demands says that the most important is that Zoom should be optional, optional, especially in the morning, and optional cameras. That's just being lazy. Number yeah. two assigning minimal work necessary with no busy work. I think that most teachers are already trying to do that. Most of my teachers haven't given any busy work as far mm -hmm. as I can tell. Yeah. Um, uh, another one of their rules was make school self-paced and no more, no more work than four hours of work per day. I don't know if anyone realizes this, but like, that's not possible. Like we have conservatory for two hours alone. So mm -hmm. <laughs> Like, having school for four hours is not possible. And then the last demand is merge similar classes together in order to teach more students efficiently and eliminate many morning classes as possible. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you can't what? put integrated, like, two and three together. You can't put Spanish one and two together. Like, it just it doesn't make any sense. Merge, yeah, that's weird. That's not even, I don't think that's even, act like, academically possible. I don't think or it's helpful similar either, like, similar classes together. It also just, like, I feel like it's a little bit contradictory because it's talking about possible solutions, but also they're protesting by not even going to school. So it's, like, how do they expect, how yeah. do they expect their demands to be met? Like, if this, if they were saying that they wanted to change things and they were still all going to school, it would be different, 
honestly. Like, I honestly think admin would take them a little more seriously if they were like, this is too much. But they're not even going to school. So I'm like, so... I don't even like, know. Like, what's the point? Um, <laughs> but, but... And it's like, oh, like, if you cannot create a tolerable school environment, we will shut you down. Like, you're talking to... Uh, a charter school like like you're talking to essentially a business <laughs> like and you, you are a group of like let me guess like five students five minors like I don't yeah like you're gonna shut the school down like that's like really that's a bold claim yeah also it kind of irritates me that um it says I'm looking for the most. These demands are only for seniors. They may change over time. Please follow and spread the word as well as act collectively when necessary in order to get our demands met. Send me a DM to become an organizer. That part annoys me because um, for those of you who didn't know who are listening right now, Regan and I are seniors ourselves. So the fact that this account is saying that these are only for seniors kind of puts a target on every senior's back. Yeah. Um, even though we have nothing to do with it, like, I really think that OSHA's trying their best and I don't have any complaints. Um, no, it's, like, like, at the end of the day, like, literally every school who's doing distance learning, like, online is struggling, like, and they're doing their best because, like, no one's ever, like, no one's had to deal with this before, you know? Everyone's doing what they think is best and, like, yeah, if that's not what you like, well, sorry, you're not, you're one in, like, a couple, like, hundred thousand or thousands of kids who go to the same school, like, like, you're one. Exactly, and honestly, when, when you think about it hard enough, it's, like, what, what is the alternative? Like, the alternative does not exist right now. We are in a time and, like, social climate, um, in the middle of a pandemic, we cannot, like, make these decisions and be, like, okay, let's just go back to school all of a sudden. Like, we don't have that. It's not in our control. So the fact that they're trying to change what's already been set in place as an alternative is like, well, what's, what's the next step? There is no next step. We are doing everything we can to get an education. There is nothing else we can do. And basically what they're suggesting is a lesser form of like hands-on education and just doing everything independently. When from what I remember last semester, when we just like, um, like, when we just did everything on our own and Zooms were optional and things, people were saying that they didn't like that because they didn't get enough guidance or they didn't get enough help. So it's, like, mm-hmm. it's never going to be – there's always going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, no one's really winning. Like, no like admin's not winning because there's no students on their campus. There's no way for them to – they're not making use of, so, like, so many of their classrooms and buildings. Like, they're not winning. We're not winning because we have to sit here at a computer for any hours a day. Like, nobody's winning right now. Like, it's not, like – like, admin is, like, doing this to, like, torture us, like, that's not the case at all. This yeah, is exactly, how things exactly. Right now. Like, nobody's winning, so. I think that concludes our segment for today. Um, Reagan, do you have anything you want to say? Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys see more of Julia and me on the podcast. Definitely go check out, um, the digital newspaper and any other stuff OSHA Evolution is doing. Follow the Instagram, all that. Thanks for listening. Yes, and also check out OSHA Radio. Um, You might see me on there, but also one of our um, other multimedia members, James. He is running um, OSHA Radio this year. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope to see you next month. Bye.
before we start the segment of this podcast, this is a completely satirical segment. None of this is real. Unless. Hey guys, it's Bonica Bonson. And Bierce Buis again. And today we have some very special guests from the Eric and Elias party who have become who've just become primary candidates for HOSHA senior representatives. So just a little background on Chancellor Eric Farafino. At a very young age, Eric had a fascination with the stock market. He managed his family's stocks at the age of 11 up until his senior year of high school. The investments he made as a young strapping lad allowed him to pay for his tuition at the esteemed Harvard University. However, he only went for three semesters before leaving to pursue a career in politics, hoping to improve the lives of billionaires everywhere. And His Excellency Elias Napoleon has an equally interesting tale. Elias hails from a strong Italian family that came to the United States for a better life in the early 1900s. Elias has a very specific set of skills he has acquired over the years from various professions in connection with his family-owned businesses, a nationwide mattress store chain, and various delicatessens. Elias has a master's degree in both criminal justice and business and is working towards a PhD in chemistry and accounting. He has three lovely children that are managing his family businesses. Hey, uh, at can, we, can we actually um, cut that out? I don't want to be associated with my children at this point in the legal proceedings. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, what, thanks. What, what made you want to run for office? I wanted to feed my superiority complex, and I need the power and the dopamine, but also the children. Eric, why did you pick Elias of all people? No, no but like seriously, why? Well, you know, I had to pick a vice representative that the students could connect with. As a team composed of a PND student and an MT student, I feel that we have representation on both sides, though I personally would have wanted someone else, but you know, you gotta wait, roll with the punches sometimes. Wait, wait, wait. Have you been telling people that I'm your vice? That's not true. Oh, don't worry about that, Elias. It's just, it's all semantics. Okay, whatever. So, we've heard you had a lot of controversy re regarding your campaign. But let's start with a discussion of your donors. Is it true that your top benefactor is the Clinton Foundation? Uh, yeah, we have very many. We have a lot of famous benefactors, including the Clinton Foundation and various private entities across the globe, including from and most predominantly from Italy. And in addition, we have a lot of offshore bank accounts from the U.S. Virgin Islands and Cuba that get wire transfers every month. Oh, I see. Eric, are you planning on releasing your tax return? Um, I'm going to invoke my Fifth Amendment right, and I will not talk about that subject without my legal team present. Um, Eric, again, there are many documents circulating in which you state that you have a degree in economics from Harvard, despite the fact that you claim to only have attended Harvard for three semesters. What do you um, have to say about I am, this? I'm also going to invoke my Fifth Amendment right with that one, and I will not speak on it without my legal team. Elias. Is it true that you have a three-year-old son who you abandoned in the Sahara Desert for fear that he may try to- I have absolutely no clue what you're talking about, and I do not know how fine Italian wine showed up on the toxicology. Thank you very much. Monica, I think it is so disrespectful to bring that up, okay? We agreed to a civil discussion, and you are going off script, and I do not appreciate that. We wrote specific things for you to state, and I think that you should go off of them. Or, or else some bad things can happen to you, okay? Would you like to continue off the script we wrote for you? Yes, I suppose so. All right, Pierce, I'll edit that out, right? Yeah, yeah, I got you. <sighs> okay. 
Anyways, onto your spending budget, could you give us some explanations as to what you've set out? For example, how did you decide on the cars you're planning to give to every single conservatory teacher? Uh, yes, the 2009 Lime Green Kia Soul. Um, it's a great, absolutely amazing unit of a car. It's got great fuel economy, comfortable seats. I think it actually has cool front seats as well. And quite a nice wow. system. Um, in addition, we also want to divert some funding um, towards $3,000 worth of inflatable rafts for when 10th Street inevitably floods again. And of course, $70,000 for statues of your highnesses. And obviously, $1,000 more for road salt for this coming winter. Is the road salt that necessary? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the road salt's necessary, Pierce. And the excess that isn't used on the roads can be used for the school lunches just to season it a little more. So there's going to be little to no waste. Oh, and how do you expect to go about establishing the OSHA Student Military Task Force, or OSHA's MT for short? that you suggested to prevent supernatural disasters and collateral damage to the greater downtown Santa Ana area. Well, it's still in its beta phase. Yeah, we're in the middle of the genetic mutation studies with that one. And I don't feel comfortable talking about that as of now. You'll have to reach out to our bio and human testing division for comment. Another thing, do either of you have any comments about your public feud with fellow candidates Catherine Rice and Madeline Marsh? It seems both of you were active participants in slandering each other's campaigns. And what about your accusation of voter fraud? What can I say? It's kind of pathetic to see someone invest thousands of dollars in voter suppression and still lose. Um, I think if Katie didn't invest so much in her Florida Beach residence, then she would have enough to buy for to buy more votes. It's probably why they lost by they. That's probably why they lost to us five thousand. There have been several allegations of abusive power and calls for impeachment from various outlets for you guys. How do you respond to that kind of criticism? What can I say? Haters gonna hate. So. Okay, and then final question. Is there anything you want to say to your supporters? Anybody out there who are unsure of who to choose of as of now? To those of you on the fence uh, with voting for us, there are very few things I won't do to secure your vote. If you won't vote for us, we'll find you. And if you think you can run from us, you're wrong, because that's not happening. I have connections with every single mayoral office south of Sacramento. There is no place that you can hide that the Eric and Elias party won't find you. I will search I, the I, depths. I, I just want to interject here as my running mate seems to have gone on a bit of a tangent there. Um, thank you to those voters out there who have supported the Eric and Elias party from the get-go. You guys really mean the world to us. And for those of you that are still on the fence, I encourage you to check out our campaign, The Eric and Elias Party, Space Between Every Word, um, on Instagram. Thank you so much, everyone. And there you have it. That's the end of the first podcast of the year. Hopefully you enjoyed it and learned something new. Well, I certainly didn't. Thank you for listening. And this has been OSHA Monthly. Hey, Eric, remind me to speak to our publicist, Karen, about proofreading this interview. She's not going to be happy about this.